Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a it's a late Tuesday evening. We just got back from the hump. I'm glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. The gifts, ideas from Strange Brew, they're showing up every day if you're following them on Twitter, and you really should be at SPC Offie House. I, I cannot tell you how many times I have thought that that was SBC Coffee House, and it's not. It's SBC. It's SB Coffee House. So in my brain, it's become SBC Offie House somehow. So whatever works. Whatever for you. works for me, I guess we'll just go with that. Uh, I saw they had some hot chocolate bombs today. Of course, you know they just got a lot of great stuff. And if you've got a coffee lover, it didn't even have to be a coffee lover. Everybody likes hot chocolate. You know, I don't think I've ever seen them come out with something where I was like, ooh. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. They bat a thousand. They bat a thousand. They have never put out a baked good, a coffee drink, anything that I was like, honestly, that sounds gross. Yeah. So that's a good thing. means they know what they're doing, and they've been doing it better than anybody else for all these years. So swing by there today here in Starkville or in Tupelo, and of course, visit them online. Go to their Shopify page. You can get stuff delivered right to the house for the holiday season. Speaking of that, College Corner. You know you've got Bulldogs to take care of. You know you want to get some new logo wear, some polos, some t-shirts, hoodies, all of those things. Well, they're all available at College Corner, the best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Visit them today. One of their two locations down there in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Get those orders in now, man. Christmas is... Do the math, Brian. Do it. 17 days away. Christmas time's coming, Christmas time's coming. And they just need a jug to blow in, you know? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, Daddy looked a lot like Santa. <laughs> or Santa looked a lot like him. <laughs> anyway, so College Corner, get yourself some maroon and white merchandise this holiday season. Oh. Speaking of the holidays, you know, that's almost the end of the year. That means it's time to start thinking about 2021. This needs to be the best year for you business-wise ever. We're all going to bounce back from the, uh, the the lockdowns, these quarantines. Next year's going to be a big year for businesses across this nation. Make sure yours is running at peak efficiency. A phone call to Advantage Business Systems can do exactly that for you. Let them come in, take a look at what you're doing, and figure out how to upgrade your technology to make sure that your business is running as smoothly as it possibly can. Make 2021 the best year ever for your business, and you can do that with Advantage Business Systems by your side. Call them today at 844-833-6245. Or visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We're not going to start with basketball. We're going to start with something else. Creighton, 
All right, Mississippi State. Did you get woken up with this? Woken up? No. I, you got, I had you been got awake young for kids, a, yeah, yeah. I was awake, but I hadn't paid any attention until probably an 30 minutes to 45 minutes after it happened. I woke up. Uh, I got up about 7.30. And by the time, you know, when I wake up, my morning routine is, I, I, the first thing I do is brush my teeth. I cannot stand the taste of morning mouth. Yeah. I can't take it. Brush my teeth. I want to be walking around all day Stanky breath. No, no, no. First thing I do, brush my teeth. I take some. I have some medicines that I have to take. You know, uh, for I got the blood pressure problems. I grab my phone. <laughs> Never mind. Just keep trucking. <laughs> it's too late. Are you about to make a fat joke? <laughs> no, I actually wasn't. You son of a. I wasn't. I promise. All right. Tell I grab later. my phone and our friend Brooks Roberts. <laughs> all it says is "Wake up, Cruton News." <laughs> it's like, and I, I immediately I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to Twitter. And in my mind, I'm like, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. <laughs> Please, please, I, I can't, I can't deal with it first thing in the morning. I just can't. It's good news. Mississippi State gets a commitment from four-star linebacker John Lewis out of Germantown High School there in uh, Madison. I guess it's in Madison County. I think it is. Is that right? Uh, Sounds right. down that it's way. It's in that area. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, big commitment and a, a, a big win for Mississippi State. This is a guy that, you know, we talked about it on Tuesday show. It really depended on who you asked. The Mississippi State people were saying, ah, it's between Mississippi State and Florida State. The Ole Miss people were like, no, he's a lock for Ole Miss. He was not a lock for Ole Miss. Reported today that he was actually a private commitment had been for the past week. I hate that term, by the way. I hate private commitments more than anything. Um, well, maybe not more than anything. What's the point of that? Just so you can get a boost on a day that you need it? Because State really needed a boost. Maybe no doubt about something it. Something like that where the coaches can strategically sort of deploy commitments, possibly. Or maybe it's just that they wanted to wait until Thunder and Lightning had an episode talking about they needed to build recruiting momentum. And then they called John this morning like, hey, we just listened to Hey Dad and Coleman. you got to pull the trigger. I, my other thought is, and I don't know if it's a big problem like in Germantown, but let's say you're a kid who wants to go to Mississippi State and you live in Batesville or Oxford. Or, you know, you know Luke Altmyer, it doesn't seem to be a problem. Yeah. But you see what I'm getting at. There's sometimes where local influences mean, like, look, I'm committed, but I don't want to come out until I can sign because it's just the, the local pressure will be too much. Yeah. Don't think that's a problem in Germantown. I could be wrong. It is interesting. We'll go back to John here in a second. But Well, I guess I get it because A.J. was actually a, a guy that a lot of state fans kind of wanted. Oh, they wanted him. And then, like, Luke, state's never been in the game with Luke, never really. I don't think, I think state Luke. fans wanted A.J. Brown, but basically when you get to December of, I guess that would have been, 15 yeah you sort of knew that he wasn't coming to mississippi state yeah but but aj kind of caught grief around you know a little bit but he's still beloved he's still a beloved starful guy i I haven't seen a bunch of a grief given to luke but anyway no no but like you said i mean state's just a different situation there um Back on John. So John Lewis, four-star linebacker, uh, rated, I think, is the number five prospect in the state uh, by 24-7's composite rating. I think he's number two or three in the state just off of 24-7's ratings. Uh, big physical linebacker. This is a defense that linebackers should just be lining up to play in. Yeah. I mean, they have opportunities to be big-time playmakers. I can't remember who, where. I've seen it a couple times now. The K.J. Wright comparison has been thrown out there. for. for you know, that's an interesting comparison because I think there's a lot of K.J. Wright and Aaron Brule. So now you've, if you've got two K.J. Wrights, you are doing pretty darn good defensively. 
Um, this is a guy that you know he can make an impact next year. State's you know State's going to have some depth at linebacker. Brulee's back, uh, Watson's back, Davis and Wheat will be back. You're bringing in the two JUCO guys and Devontae Strong, who I think will go right into the middle linebacker spot where Earl Thompson will be gone. Deshaun Page will be a depth guy next year, but I think John Lewis can be a depth guy and be an immediate impact kind of guy uh, for Mississippi State. So a really big and like I said, it was big to get that momentum that you and I talked about. To not only get a, a commitment, but get a guy that Ole Miss sort of felt like they had locked up and just to sort of take him away. This is there's gonna be some 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 body blows this year. There's a couple more coming, you know, with, with Ty Cooper is gonna be a big one, obviously. You know, Ole Miss will get their their hits in when when Pounders and Buckhalter make their decisions official. Um and then we'll talk about one more guy in just a minute. But Lewis was a big score for Mississippi State today. Oh, no doubt about it. And like you said, there were a lot of folks around Oxford uh, that that thought he was going to be Oxford bound. Mm -hmm. And it just all depends on who you talk. It's one of those deals where uh, when you're covering recruiting, and I I don't have to cover it to the extent that I I guess Paul and and, and Steve and those guys do, but I've had to dabble in it enough this cycle that – it all boils down to the people that you're talking to. It's all about and, your sources. And sometimes... And you got to talk to the kids at some point. Yeah, you do. And a lot of times when kids may tell certain sources what they want to hear, right. and you just have to... You just really don't know. I think, by and large, those the kids are honest. They, you know, they, Because they don't know any better. Yeah. You know, when you're 17, 18 years old and this guy's calling you... You know, and your, your your parents are probably sitting there with you. You know, you're not gonna tell lies. Yeah. I don't think. Now there'll be some that will. They'll, they'll misdirect. But you know, Lewis, from what I can tell, basically told people like Mississippi State and Florida State are my top two, and then Ole Miss is sort of third. And somehow that got spun into he's going to Ole Miss, um, and it and doesn't appear to be that way. More good recruiting news for Mississippi State. Well, it just kept coming. I mean, that was like the, so. This the, is the, the new trend, right? <laughs> this is the new thing that. Committed guys go from committed to well, you know, it's locked like, or well, shut Brian, down. It's, it's, I don't know if you did such a thing, but in growing up, you know, it, it became the trendy thing to do. You, you gave your your woman the promise ring. Is that and, what we're calling and, this? And then, I didn't no, do this. No, 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 no. Okay. When they verbally committed, that was the promise ring. All right. What MJ and the, company uh, did on Tuesday, ring. this is the engagement ring. And then the marriage is on Sunday. It's, it's coming. Okay. Yeah. I, I see where you're going with that. I didn't do the promise ring thing. <laughs> Maybe because I didn't have a girlfriend back then. I don't know. But I don't remember anybody having a promise ring. Well, it all worked out for you in the end, didn't it? Uh, I, you could say that, yes. Uh, MJ Daniels, been the subject of a lot of smoke lately. Locked down. He's, he's done. His focus is now on recruiting new players. Teddy Knox comes in right behind him and does the same. And then the big one to me, Daniels was big, but Malik Neighbors, there had been a lot of talk about him making the flip to the home state team to LSU, which, by the way, if you're a person who is not a big fan of LSU, like one half of this podcast is, uh, it's good times for you right now because that is a program in absolute disarray. It really is something. Uh, but Neighbors locks it down as well. They're all done. They'll sign with Mississippi State next week on signing day. I can't Three. help but ask here. Yeah. Are you convinced that the lockdown is locked down? It would look really weird, wouldn't it? It would look incredibly weird. Like, at that point, because not only are you a commit, you're a commit that has said it's over. It, you said it's over, and then you go <laughs> back on that. It, I mean, at the end of the day, it's recruiting, and nobody will care. But 
it just seems like if you if you weren't ready to do that, if you're going to wobble, what's, what's what, the point of doing what's, what you what's did? What's they going to do? Pull neighbors offer? That's not going to happen. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's I think I think those guys are done. You know, we we had the same thing last year with Emmanuel Forbes. Came out, you know, they were talking about he was going to visit Ole Miss, and they they felt really good about getting him. And then he came out, and he's like, nope, I'm done, I'm done. And he was he was done. Yeah. So again, I'm sort of, I'm going to take the guys at their word. Yeah. At this point. Uh, so that's that again. More good news for Mississippi State. Now they can focus on the on the guys that are left. I, the next one to join up looks to be Kaziesco wide receiver Antonio Harmon, who we've talked about a few times on the show. Very interesting recruitment. Uh, one of the top prospects in the state who basically spent the entire season with offers he couldn't commit to. Something is uh, you know, there's been a, a connection now between Harmon and Mississippi State. All indications are when he makes his decision on Monday, it will be for the Bulldogs. They will add a big target, a six foot four, two hundred pound receiver uh, that will give them, I think, five in the class uh, that will to go with Jacoby Moore. Let's see if I can do the math here: Jacoby Moore, uh, uh, Darius Thomas, uh, neighbors, Malik Neighbors, Teddy Knox. Knox, and then Antonio Harmon would make five. Now there has been some talk that Rodarius Thomas is you know getting some communication from South Carolina. He was committed to them before. Uh, could look to maybe get back into that class. In that case, I think State would take Harmon and just be done. If Thomas were to leave the class, that's when I think MSU would reach out to Canarius Johnson down there in Laurel. Otherwise, I would expect Johnson to be at USM uh, with Will Hall, the former coordinator for, for him at Tulane, where he was committed. Now the head coach there, he would probably join up with Ty Keys, yeah. which would be a big get. Uh, in my opinion, for the for the Golden Eagles, what just a I mean, we, we've done, we talked about it yesterday a little bit, and we're talking about it now, but just a strange recruitment of harm. I mean, a, a guy that is one of the state of Mississippi's best rated players. I think he just, would have already been committed to Mississippi State if Joe Moray were still here. Same with Isaiah Brevard, big downfield kind of receivers, a little bit you know more about the route running and getting them open downfield than, than worrying about after the catch kind of stuff. I think those both of those guys would be Bulldogs right now if Joe Moore were still here, as would probably Ty Keyes, yeah. if I had to guess. And I, I kind of think some of this might be a little bit different for him if it wasn't for the fact that he can't visit anywhere. Because, you know, Texas is in his top five. and mm. So is Georgia and LSU. I don't know yeah, that he go. I don't, I don't know that he commit to those well, places. Well, you know, I, LSU and Georgia, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about Texas anymore either. I don't know. But uh, I, I know at one point, like LSU, I think, was wanting him to uh, – one our, our Sports Illustrated LSU guy – um, back a few months ago, when they were talking to him, I think wanting to play some defense. I don't think that's what Antonio wants to do. I think Antonio wants to be a he a, wants to be a, a, a wide receiver. And, I think, and I think that Mississippi State, if he comes to Mississippi State, is what he's going to get to do. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But and I think that the the way this recruitment has played out uh, has maybe given him a little chip on the shoulder. So that's something that, you know we'll see. Maybe, if it, maybe does but he's also that. kind of a seems to be a, a little bit of a low key. Guy, you know, he hadn't. Yeah, I know he put out the top five the other day, but you hadn't seen a whole lot of Antonio Harmon tweets or no. anything like that. I mean, no. he's just kind of been a a dude that hasn't exactly been one of those that embraced the process and and <laughs> you know yeah. did every single tweet or tweeted out every edit or did anything. He just has yeah. kind of seemed to low key it, which is kind of. I don't know. It's kind of a, a cool thing, I guess, in today's if, society. If Harmon commits to Mississippi State, State would have three top fifty wide or top yeah forty nine. I guess Harmon's ranked 49th, uh top forty nine receivers in the country. You know, if you are a 
star chasing dude mm-hmm. just from a sheer what state's class is ranked at the end of the year, that's a big get for you. It's, it's just a big get, yeah. If you if you just want to look at class and here's the thing about class ranking is it's not the end all be all to me. I look at offers more than anything else. But at the same time, it's good publicity. And kids want to be in big time classes. Nobody wants to go sign for the sixty fifth or eighty first. Yeah. Yes, some kids will, but the big time, you know, it's tough to get four star kids to be the, the only four star yeah. in the class. Yeah, and you talk about looking at offers. If Harmon's top five, regardless of whether he can commit to these places anymore or not, he has offers at from, some point. From Georgia, he LSU, Texas. That's that's big if he, time. If stuff. he had committed as a junior, he could have had his cho- his run of, of places. So if it, if it is that situation, then it's going to be a good thing for Mississippi State. I think you're getting a talented player who should be motivated to prove himself. Now his he's 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 sort of playing sort of positionless because he's so big at six foot four, two hundred pounds. I would immediately think he by the end of his freshman year he's going to be two thirty. So unless he's you know, and I, and I don't think he's a speedster by any stretch of the imagination. If he was six four and two hundred pounds and ran a four five, he'd be the number one receiver in the country. Um. But he's obviously very talented. You've been hearing his name for the, since he was a sophomore over there at Kosciuszko. So I think it's a really good get for Mississippi State if, if that's the case. That, that'll put Mississippi State's class, which is currently ranked 29th, that'll probably jump him up into the top 25. And obviously we'll see how signing day comes. And they, they still got guys to get, obviously. They think they'd like to add another offensive lineman. They want to get Ty Cooper in the boat. They want to get another defensive end, maybe Deontay Anderson. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about possibly being able to flip Byron Turner from Florida State, which would be an interesting thing. That was a guy who they were very high on in the summer. He committed to Florida State. But now, I mean, Florida State's sort of like LSU. It's a program you're just looking at him and go, and they're not what they used to be. Yeah. Do I really want to go down there and deal with that for three or four years? I don't know. So yeah. and, and like you mentioned, offensive line Austin Barber obviously is a, a hot name for mm-hmm. for state. Uh, but picked right up the Miami offer. Yeah, he picked up the Miami offer, and then uh, SI's director of recruiting John Garcia talked to uh, good guy John talked to um, Barber. I think today mm-hmm. or, or Tuesday as we talk, mm-hmm. and he apparently is leaning towards signing in February because he's going to wait His season, his season is still on ongoing. Mm-hmm. I think his state championship game is actually on December sixteenth, the oh, first wow. day of the early, early signing period. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you, you can you can find all this kind of information by the way at cowbellcorner.com. and and uh, just so you all know out there, uh, even if you don't read it, if you would just click on it. And then back out. That, no, that would no, really no, don't don't do that. Give the man some. some well, I, I mean, I would rather you read it or watch your, you know, watch videos or whatever. Here. But, but yeah, it would be a significant. And Garcia is a, a tight end kind of guy, so he would he would know what he's talking about there. Uh, with Barber, yeah, he's a Florida kid. He wants to wait out these offers. He, you know, Miami was a big offer. He'd like. I think Florida State's the one he's sort of holding out for. And if he's got that position, to, you know, I think State would wait on him. If if he came to signing day in February and he's like, look, I don't really want to go to Miami. Florida State never came in. Can I, I think State would have that position for him. They would take a six to lineman, assuming they can get Cannon Boone, who's I think the top target now. Looking like, you know, give credit to this kid. He, he's you know committed to Virginia Tech. He's looking around and seeing, man, Fuente might be gone at the end of this year. He's definitely probably going to be gone at the end of next year. Why not sort of lock into a more stable situation? Yeah. We'll see if that pans out. What, what a different feel. It is now, as opposed to like twenty four hours ago. Yeah, twenty four hours ago, you were like, "Gosh, I mean, sky falling almost," it, it, which is weird because it's not lose like M- he loses MJ Daniel. Does Ty Cooper say, "Well, Ole Miss has the momentum. Maybe I should go there." You know, and, and look, this is not meant as a dig at Mikhail and Pounders, who I think could end up being a very good football player. But mm-hmm. man, that that decommitment in particular seemed to just take the breath out of it. Was it was yeah because this guy who had been that that was there was two pronged. 
three pronged. Position in need. Yeah. You needed him. Uh, a long time commitment. That you just kind of thought yeah. was in the boat. And that Ole Miss told you it was coming. They told you we're coming for a couple of your commitments. Buck Burkhalter or Buckhalter, I'm sorry. You knew that 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 you you saw what happened there. But you wanted to hold on to pounders and you couldn't. So yeah, that was a gut punch. But state counterpunch today, grabbing John Lewis. And now we'll see, you know, we'll take a couple more uh couple more rounds and then we'll wrap up this fight on December fifteenth or December December sixteenth. And we'll see who, who's uh, who's standing tall at the end of that. Going to be a very interesting eight days uh, for, for Mississippi State and Ole Miss. All right, let's move on over to basketball. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I've got some shopping to do at Welcome Home Beef. I'm going to put together a little gift package for a friend of mine. I mean, nothing says I love you. Nothing says Merry Christmas like the gift of meat. I mean, if, I, if I'm telling you right now that, hey, this holiday season, I'm going to send you some steaks. I mean, how, how happy are you going to be? All right, you can you know you get some aftershave. Nobody needs that. I mean, socks. I mean, I, I like socks. I need. I, I will I, say socks at, at the age of thirty five are, are great. A, lot, a lot more exciting. But than I at can the age get socks five. anytime. It's true. But you know, if somebody says, "Hey, enjoy this meat that I got you." Well, I mean, that's the, that's probably the best gift of them all. So why don't you do that? Why don't you get give the gift of meat, and you know, Santa Claus, as well. Leave him the Santa steak this year. Santa looks like somebody that would enjoy some meat. You're right. You're and, and it, you know they don't have the kind of meat that Welcome Home Beef provides at the North Pole. I've checked. I've looked into that. I wonder if the reindeer kind of look at him cross-eyed though as he's sitting there chowing down on some meat. You know, that cow could have been their cousin. <laughs> <You know? laughs> different breeds though. There. I, 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 well, I mean, yeah, one's a deer kind of, and one's a cow, yeah, but some kind of relation. Ah, you never know. <laughs> I mean, the animal kingdom. You just anything could happen. I, I, I saw, do you, you, you may have seen this joke today, by the way. Brett Hudson, did you see his joke? I did not see this. What did Santa do on third down? I don't know. Blitzing. <laughs> it's probably Todd Grantham's favorite joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good follow up. So say all that to say, call Welcome Home Beef today at six six two two six eight eight one four eight or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. And whatever you're going to do this holiday season, if it involves Welcome Home Beef, one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. All right, Joel and I were just at the hump. Mississippi State, what a weird game. Yeah. I thought I was about to have to write and talk about one of the worst losses in Mississippi State history for the first three quarters of the first half. State could not shoot the ball. They were 8 of 28 at one point, down three points to Jackson State, and I... Before I left for the, the game today from the studio, I looked up the last time State played Jackson State. The head coach was Rick Ray, and they won by two. So that gives you an idea. I mean, Jackson State's a swag team. Ole Miss played Alcorn tonight and won by 50. A couple weeks ago, start the season, Mississippi Valley went to Arkansas and lost by 80. Swag teams don't fare well against power teams, just the way it is. But there was Jackson State with a three-point lead. And the thing I kept saying in my head was, you know, three minutes to go in the second in the first half of a basketball game is is probably the same as like six minutes to go in the second quarter of a football game. Imagine if Jackson State was up three on Mississippi State football. Six minutes to go in the second quarter, I, I, we couldn't even get on Twitter at that point. <laughs> be like I'm not even looking. Those message boards would just be flaming. Oh my god, they'd have to shut down. But State finishes the, the first half three of four shooting, and then really turned it up in the second half. Started out. I think on a seventeen nothing run. At one time it was thirty one nothing. So so they actually went on a nineteen nothing run, but it was sixteen nothing to start the second half. Okay, 
Well, and then I, the, I did the math that it was going back oh, to the first half. You know, they were on a 22 to three run. They pushed the lead out as much as to uh, 30 points. They finished up winning 82 59. Four Bulldogs in double figures, led by Iverson Molinar. Another good game for him. High high praise for Iverson tonight. Hey, we'll talk about that in just a second. 21 points, five rebounds, four assists, five of seven from three. That was big for MSU. State not a good three point shooting team, but he sort of helped them there. Double double for Tolu Smith, who's just really settling in and becoming a good player. 19 and 12 for him. Javian Davis, what a weird stat line. 11 points on one of two shooting, which was a three-pointer. <laughs> but he was 8 of 14 off the line. So not only did he only shoot the ball twice, but he could have had a lot more points. If he, he kept missing the back end. <laughs> Didn't Q have a game a year ago where he, he got in double like figures that. with like 10 free throws? Something, or something like that, yeah. And then DJ Stewart, the other Bulldog, in double figures with 11. Uh Basically, the entire team got to play. Derek Fountain, Anderson Garcia got buckets. Andrew Junkin on his birthday. You always want to score on your birthday. So he did. Uh, Abdullah do four points, uh, eight rebounds for the for the Bulldog Center. Had a, at least one or two blocks. Oh, he had one block shot. I feel like he had more than that. But, you know, I, I don't keep the stats. The state holds uh, JSU to 37% shooting. They out-rebound the Tigers by, by 25, 50-25. And this is a stat that you don't see very often. No second-chance points for the Tigers. Only five offensive rebounds, 20 for the Bulldogs. 17 second-chance points for State. Zero. Not one time did they get a putback, uh, did Jackson State. That game flipped really, really quick. Yeah. Like in the, State was only up four at the end of the half. And then all of a sudden you blink and they're up 17. Yeah. What this game did for me is it reemphasized what I tried to tell you the other day is I think this team is is its its ceiling is high enough that they could play anyone and blow them out the water. You saw that in the second half. I grant it's Jackson State, but I'm saying you saw them play really well. Um and in the first half you saw the team that could lose to anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I really do feel like this team could go any number of directions. And if they can find a measure of consistency towards that higher end well, then they could flirt with some of the our higher expectations for them this year. We'll, we'll see how, how it goes. But State right now, they're going to go as far as their three-headed monster takes them. Yeah. With Iverson and with DJ Stewart and with Tolu Smith. See, I and, don't know that DJ's done enough to, to, be, to put, be put there. I think Molinar and Tolu have, but... DJ, DJ didn't have a great night tonight, and he didn't have the greatest of nights the night before. Two nights ago. Yeah. Or, or, the first or the, three games, they were pretty solid. The, eh, he's okay. He, I mean, he, scored, really, he scored 16 or more in all the first three, right? Yeah, but in those games, I expected a little bit more from him because he was the only guy that you knew about. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe that's a problem because maybe the, the other teams were like, well, that's the only guy we know about. we got to stop him. I don't know. But that said, I don't have a, I don't have a huge issue with you. I mean, when you get to the end of the year, those are going to be your three leading scorers, yeah. bottom line. Let's tell, talk about – and I wasn't in the uh, the press conference, but tell us what, what Howland had to say about uh, Iverson Molinar. Well, he, he said it a week or so ago. He just kind of went a step further with it um, Tuesday night. You've heard Howland, not just with Iverson, but with other players before, say that that biggest stretch step that they take is, is between their freshman and sophomore years. Right. And he said it again with Iverson and, and said that uh, he has taken the greatest stride between freshman and sophomore year of any player he's coached since Russell Westbrook. If you start throwing out the Russell Westbrook yeah. comparison with pretty much anything, I mean, that's that's pretty high praise, man. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think. like There are very few other names that you could throw out there from a point guard perspective 
I mean, who, who could he have thrown out? There'd been been much higher than than that guy. So, look, if Iverson is that, yeah, State's got a shot, man. In most most any game, I mean, if he's out there creating things for others and scoring right. near twenty points a game, right? That's a all SEC guy. Yeah, that could, that he and Tolu Smith could be that one two punch that we were talking about with Woodard and Perry. They could be that. And then DJ Stewart, I, I still don't, I don't know that he's he's ready to be that alpha dog. But if he's number three, well, wh- who, what did Woodard put up last year? Like thirteen and seven. Couldn't DJ do that? I don't even get seven. He can get thirteen. Yeah. But I'm, but there's a difference between just getting thirteen points per game and being the guy I can rely on in crunch time. And State hasn't really had crunch time yet. You know, they were sort of handled in both their losses and in both of their wins. It feels like they were they were relatively comfortable, um, so we'll see. We'll three, see what happens. Three wins. Uh, did I say? Did I say both? I think so. Yeah. Okay. My bad. And all three of their wins. Um, three game winning streak. Yeah, and like I said, that is incredibly high praise. I mean, Russell Westbrook, one of the best players in the NBA currently, and you know, a guy that you know in college wasn't the most dominant force, but you could see he had the skills, he had the tools. You know, he was just on a good enough team that he didn't have to be so dominant. Yeah. But you knew he could be, too, at the same time. We'll see what Iverson... The, the, the perimeter shooting is the, the main thing. He's really State's best perimeter shooter right now. You know, and I think DJ will come around on that. And then a guy like Jalen Johnson could sort of, you know, get a little more comfortable. But right now, the offense is sort of running through Molinar. You know, another thing about this State team right now, I kind of feel like... In years past, they've if you went past like number the seven guy on the bench, yeah, eh, you might as well just not go past the seven guy on the bench. I kind of yeah. feel like that. I kind of feel like this team has they got a nine man group that well, you, you've got your starters, dec- you got your starters, and then you've got Johnson Javin? Davis, um, the Davon Davon Smith, Smith. Who's the, who's the next guy? Post maybe Post is giving you some quality minutes. Yeah. You know, he's he's allowing you to not feel like he's just a black hole out there. Yeah, I mean, don't misunderstand me. You don't need any of your starters hurt or anything right, like right, that. Right. But I don't feel like that any of those top eight, nine guys that you put out there and you're just like, oh, gosh, yeah. that, guy, that guy's in the game. Yeah. And we didn't mention Cam Matthews either. I guess he's one of the well, starters. Starter, but yeah. But. He's the guy right now that I have the most concerns about. And I don't know if most concerns is the right way to put it, but... He's just kind of like he's just sort of out there. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's he's not making a lot of shots. His defensively, he's pretty good, but and, and maybe that's for a freshman that wasn't incredibly highly hyped. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fact that we're not calling his name is a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, he's he's, he's not, not he's not out there just not throwing, killing you. He's not going out there going you know one for twelve, just trying to force it. You know, he's he, he's he's playing within himself very much. But there's going to come a time where he's going to need to hit some open shots. Yeah, you know, so can he do that? We're going to, have to find out. Five games into this thing, your opinion on this team change at all? Like, what, what you no, think it could I, be? I think if Molinar had been there, they might have split things down. And I think I, I think they would have lost to Liberty. They get they shot Liberty shot 19 three pointers. All right, you're going to lose that game. But they probably could have beaten Clemson. And if they were four and one, nobody would have any issues with this team right this second. Um, but you know they they need to keep playing. They got a big game this Saturday. This game with Dayton. This was not the same Dayton team from a year ago. Obviously, that was one of the top teams in the country. Uh, but they're still a, a very good team, very good program. 
need to win that. I don't know if win. You don't have to win, but you need to play well. You, you need. I thought both games in in the uh, the tournament, the the first two games, State was just sort of lackluster in those games. Play hard, and then if you if you lose at the end, it just sort of is what it is. The holiday hoops giving. You know, we'd be there if it weren't for all this this craziness. I think we'd be. You know, because football season would have been over. Yeah. They would have sent us to Atlanta. You, you could have gone to the Braves store. Could have. You know? That's a good thought. We could have hit up some, uh, what is the barbecue place that's right by uh, Truist Park? Fox Brothers? Is that what it is? I didn't. I don't know that I, I, I think, think there is a Fox Brothers in Atlanta. I don't, I don't know if it's right by Truist, Truist I, Park. I you, you would think I would know as much as you I would. You would think you would know. You don't know. Hadn't eaten there, though, if, need, it, if it's there. It's good stuff. We'll figure that out. All right, guys, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. A lot of questions already in. We will get some more. We're going to record around noonish tomorrow, or I guess I guess I should say today now. Yeah, noonish, noonish on Wednesday. On Wednesday. And uh, so get your questions in. We'll be happy to answer them, give you as much holiday cheer as we can muster. Have a great one, guys. Talk to you uh, tomorrow or today. Whatever it is, for Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.